Thank you so much to our sponsors, McMahon Law Firm, The Insiders, helping you get every dollar you deserve, 265-1100. And RC2 Realty Solutions, real estate investments. Robin Ring's got a brand new thing. Call 531-1722. Only in Jeff Styles, America. Hey, folks, and welcome to Storyville. Oh, little Effie's Storyville. Have you noticed I put a little extra emphasis on old there? Ooh, Storyville. Feeling a little bit more archaic today than usual. Oh, Mr. Ed? Yeah, I was not going for horse, but maybe horse in the throat. Uh, the reason I'm feeling a little more archaic today is it all came rushing back to me, rushing back to me like a hot kiss on the end of a wet fist. Um... This week, in real time, we don't need to get into dates, because who knows when you're listening to this podcast, at fredpodcast.com, I actually had my 28th radioversary. That's the the anniversary of me. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank thank you very much, very much, very much indeed. Terrible people. Um, I, you know, I started radio way back a long time ago in 1980, but since I've been doing talk radio, I started talk radio uh, back in 1992, in the fall, late summer, early fall of 1992. And um, I thought I would do it for six months or so uh, while I was waiting between copywriting gigs as an advertising guy. I'd done real well in the world of advertising. And um, lo and behold, here I am 28 years later still doing talk radio. And What's wrong with you? I uh, apparently I just got stuck in this rut, and it's it's just a good mix. I get to talk smack for a living. I get to argue with people for a living. They pay me to come in and make fun of famous people, and poke fun at elected representatives and politicians, and essentially just backhand folks I don't like, and support the little guy, and uplift the underdog. And generally just, I don't know, afflict the comfortable and comfort the afflicted. And I actually get to make a living doing this. And it's something that I apparently am somewhat gifted at. People listen to talk radio for one of two reasons. They either, they, they, they either like you, they really like what you have to say, or they hate you. They hate your guts. People don't tune in to talk radio because they are lukewarm about you. If you are lukewarm, they will spit you from their mouth. So whatever reason, they've been hanging out with me for all these years. And, you know, you kind of tend to, to forget. You just come in, you turn on the switch, you, you get on the mic, and you start talking about the topics of the day, be they personal or political, global, national, local, whatever, philosophical, psychological. We've done whole shows just talking about dreams when there are actually things going on. You know, I just who knows which way the, the wind is going to blow you. And, 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 it, and it means something to people. What, what happened to this week is my wife, it's the 28th anniversary. So it's not like a, a five or a 10. It's not like three decades. It's the 28th. It's an odd year. I've always been sort of attracted to or affected by odd years. When I turned 36 years old, I was depressed. Everybody else gets depressed when they turn 30 or 40 or something like that. You know, 
you, you have these years. When you're 16, it's a big year. You get to drive. You're 18. You get to smoke or drink or do something, you know, and 21. You get to die for your country or go do something and have sex. I have no idea. You save car insurance at 25. <laughs> yeah, you get, you get to save 40% with Geico. I, I don't know, whatever it is. <laughs> but, you know, when I was 36, it affected me. I walked around in a depressed gloom, a cloud for about a week, and it uh, suddenly occurred to me it's because I turned 36. It's a very nondescript number, but that's kind of why it bothered me. It was a very nondescript number. I'd become this middle-aged guy. I'd become invisible to single chicks. I, I wasn't looking for chicks. You know, I was happily married, had kids, was living a good life, but I'd become invisible to single chicks. When I was out, they didn't see me anymore. And it's like my youth was over, so I just had this weird year. So 28, my wife goes on Facebook. The Argonaut can testify to this. I am not a social media person. No. I'm not a technology person. So I'm sorry. I have a Facebook page that has 5,000 friends. Isn't that the max? That's the max. I have had 5,000 friends. I have never gone to my Facebook page by myself and signed on to it. Ever. Not once. But I have 5,000 friends. My wife does my Facebook page for me. Our coworker and my boss here at this radio station that I work for, Nuga Radio here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, does a Facebook page for me or for us here, and people can go to it. She picked up the Radioversary thing and kind of kept going with it. And I got all this tremendous response. I didn't even know. A couple of days went by, and suddenly they go, hey, look at all these people that said hi and happy Radioversary. And I had like 350, 400 people they were going, hey, Jeff, we're out here listening. Good job, man. Keep on going. Have another 28 years, which I do not think is a kind thing to say, by the way. That's a curse. It's like the, the curse of the werewolf. May you walk among the undead forever. I don't want to do that. I want to retire in a year or two if I possibly can. But, I mean, is that, that's good, right? That's 350 or 400 people saying, hey, I like you and responding and sharing it. That's good for Facebook, right? That's good. So I'm approaching Taylor Swift numbers here, right? <laughs> all right. So so I'm now a Facebook ma magnate, you know, and I've got all this social media stuff going. But it really did humble me. I, I My wife got me to sit down, and she found all these old pictures of me. She put it up there. And all of these names from my past, I'm talking about from way back. Think about 1992. I actually started doing this when Clinton Gore, that ticket, was on the ballot, and they were running for president and vice president. Rush Limbaugh was still the hot new thing in this rising genre of radio format. CNN had just blown up because of the Gulf War, and the whole 24-7 news cycle was still really new. The Gulf War made America the 24-7-365 around-the-clock news-hungry population that we became. So think about it. I mean, Rush Limbaugh, CNN, the Gulf War, Oklahoma City, 9-11, terrorism in general, homegrown terrorism, God knows everything this year, I mean, uh, China being given most favored nation trade status, the entire global economy, everything that has happened in the last 28 years 
has happened on my watch as a talk radio host. I have had front seat, center seats for this entire massive change in our lives on this planet as a nation, as a species. And I've had pretty darn good line of vision on this thing, too. I've had conversations with presidents, ex-presidents, vice presidents, uh, senators. We, we talked to a senator today on the show. It's, it's just a thing we do. Governors, entertainers, legendary entertainers, comedians, musicians, uh, movers and shakers, leaders of men by you know, birth, by nature, by happenstance. People who have had been born into greatness, people have had it thrust upon them. It's been an interesting ride. And I'll, I just wanted to say thank you to all those people who took the time out of their day and went to Facebook to face space, as Betty White said, you know, when they started that whole big campaign. Well, yeah, pull them up for me. I'll do it. I, you know, when Betty White, she, she gets pulled out of obscurity and, and is, is told she's going to host Saturday Night Live and suddenly kicks in the big booster rockets to this fourth or fifth phase of her career, and now she's hotter than ever, trends like crazy, and do you remember her monologue when she came out? She comes out to host Saturday Night Live. She gets this roaring applause, and she's mystified. She's looking out at the crowd. She goes, so I didn't know anything about face space. So I, I went to it, and I checked it out. And I discovered that it's an enormous waste of time. And I have to agree with her. But thank you. Thank you anyway. <laughs> so I, I'm not going to get on Facebook. But I'm going to thank you, folks, for getting on it and saying through my wife, my lovely and talented and wonderful wife, Rebecca, and through my boss, Jen, here, thank you for giving me some words of encouragement. Now, let's see. I told you I'm not technologically savvy, so I've already lost the screen. To Randy Black, a guy who knows more about music than I do, um, I would think he was closer to four decades. Screw you, Randy. You're a good friend. My, for, my, my brother and my brother. He's actually my former brother-in-law, but he's my brother, David Durham. I will always remember the Grateful Dead shows we saw together. Well, at least I remember some of the aspects of the Dead shows we saw together. Thank you, David, my brother David. John Pless, big guy in local television, running for a long time. He's now spokesman for a big utility here in town. That's awesome. Keep talking, doing, living, loving. One of my best friends in the whole world, T-Bone, going to be up on the lake with him here in a couple of... Uh, uh, days. We've got a big weekend coming up. He's got a boat. He's from Nashville. Great job, El Jefe. That is my nickname. I didn't choose it. That was thrust upon me. Let's see here. Uh, Guadalupe Sanchez. Let me read this one to you. This is That's clearly not his real name. And uh, Guadalupe and I have a long entangled history. And he has not always been a fan. Uh, but listen to what he has to say. You won't see this, Jeff, since it's on Facebook. That's the way most people start their comments to me on Facebook. But happy radio anniversary to you. I've been a three-decade listener, almost. You and one of your coworkers, Parker Smith, no longer with us, turned me into a lifelong local talk radio junkie, much to the chagrin of my young sons. Now grown, I occasionally catch them listening to local talk, but they'll never admit it. Thanks for 30 amazing years, almost so many memories, and it goes on from there. Um, DeMarlin Dean, there's a picture of me actually wearing a tux. I do that. I have a tux and I wear it. My wife gets two events a year and DeMarlin Dean is a former coworker. He goes, I believe I helped tie that bow tie. That's true. 
<laughs> that's true. I, I showed up at the event, and I had failed miserably. Even after going to YouTube, I had forgotten how to make the trick bow tie work. DeMarlin actually tied the bow tie on me before I went out and actually emceed this event. Uh, Mike Royal, Marcus Holsey, Ray Bond, Ray Young Bond, who is leading our fight against COVID and coronavirus here, head of the, the, the health agency in Hamilton County, Tennessee. Um, Cindy Sexton, another legend here in the local TV market. Jerry Brown, Kim Womp, the wife of our longtime congressman. Uh, Rhonda Catanzaro, the wife of the guy who ran our local technical school uh, for ages and ages and ages here. Um, it just goes on and on and on. I mean, there are 400 some odd comments here. Uh, Tony Sanders, a local outdoors legend around here. Uh, here's my sister-in-law who just gives me emoticons, emojis. I do not understand. That's a language that's like hieroglyphics to me. Are these penises or are they happy sunshines? Uh, those would be hearts I, I, and a smile. I have no idea. It always translates to sex for me. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Here's here's the here's a here's a gentleman Tim Kelly who has an incredibly successful slew of businesses. He's running for mayor here in town. Chattanooga is a better place for his on-air presence in and around it. Happy Radioversary El Jefe. Brian Smith, local meteorologist who's now working with some nonprofits down in North Georgia. It just says legend. And it just goes on and on and on. Thank you guys very 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 much. And I, I that's just that was just the swath that I could see in the Argonauts you know, cell phone, just what was visible there. It's not important what they said, and I'm sorry I, I couldn't name everybody. You do need to read that one. one oh, from my buddy, Mr. Wizard. Uh-huh. Uh, this is one of my very, very best friends in the whole world, and we met when I was just brand new here in town. He is 10 years my junior, but I respect him so much. He's a technically advanced human being. That's why I call him Mr. Wizard, and I have to protect his identity because it's not always cool to know me. It's certainly not always cool to actually hang around me or be my friend. Trust me on this. It's very much a liability. Yeah, it's very much a liability at times. Uh, So Mr. Wizard says, I remember how sad I was when you had to briefly leave our fine city to live and work in the inferior town of Knoxville. Truer words have never been spoken. What a hellhole. And how thrilled I was when the opportunity arose that put you right where you needed to be and where Chattanooga needed you. There you go. And, and, and it just goes on and on. So thank you guys very, very, very much. And I want you to think about this. For anybody out there who is maybe a little older than me or has been at a job even longer, or somebody who's young, you're thinking, oh, 28 years, I'm, well, I'm going to get a job. I'll be there for 28, 30 years. It's not that big a deal. The other day, the local newspaper, the Times Free Press, did a special story on what we were listening to in 1970, all right? And here's all these bands we were used to listening to in 1970 for those of us of a certain age, the baby boomers, I guess. I've never considered myself a baby boomer. For years, the baby boomers actually began whatever, post-war, and went up to about 1958 or so. At some point, they lassoed 1960 to 62, and they brought us in, kicking and dragging and screaming. So I'm now considered to be a boomer, even though I don't really identify with that group of people all that much. But we remember the music that was being played in 1970. That was 50 years ago. 
50 years ago. So they're talking about Three Dog Night. They're talking about the Beatles. They're talking about, you know, James Taylor. And they're talking about um, Joni Mitchell. And they're talking about all of this incredible Chicago and, and all these great bands that were out there, the Rolling Stones, and this classic music, folk music, rock becoming, you know, going from, from psychedelic, the Grateful Dead, to arena rock and all this stuff. And it's stuff that, you know, it just, it's the beginning of really the slice of Americana and life that is this era that we know and love 50 years ago. And it's still a touchstone. It's just so familiar to us, all right? Now let's go back to 1970. Let's go back to 1970 and imagine the local paper saying, what were we listening to in 1920? What were we listening to in 1920? There is no comparison between the, the lifestyle and that chunk of Americana and time that the baby boomers occupy between 70 and 2020 and the time that the people who lived between 1920 and 1970 lived and occupied, there is nothing even vaguely similar about that time. That's a 50-year pocket of time that this group of people own. It is ours for all practical purposes. It is alien to the people that came before us and probably will be to the people that follow us. A 50-year slot. So I don't know what it will be like looking backwards to the people that are Jason's age, the people that are in the Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z. I don't even know what they're going to call these folks when they look back 30 years into the past. But for me, it kind of depends on category by category, subject by subject. A lot of it just seems like yesterday. A lot of it seems like four lifetimes ago. But I'm just going to take this opportunity in this podcast to say thank you. I'm not going to assume that I'm going to be around for two more years, doing this for two more years, and we'll be here for the big 3-0, the XXX. I've always wanted to be triple X. But I'm, I'm not going to assume I'm going to be here so I'm going to say thank you now, and I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast, Storyville and Rockyology at fredpodcast.com. Please keep it up, because I am still working, and I still need the paycheck. I need this gig. Thank you. Fred Podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors, Kelly Subaru, Safe, Frugal, and Green, Riverfront at MLK and at kellysubaru.com, Dr. Brett Moldenhauer, Institute for Acupuncture and Wellness, and Norspring Cryotherapy, norspring.com.